Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard White Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're going to continue talking about grace. Grace is a fascinating issue, I think, for me especially, and I think for you also. And as we talk to Christians all the time, I think there's a lot of misconception about exactly what grace is. God gives us His grace. I think a lot of Christians come to understand, and in fact, I think to become a Christian, you have to understand that your works can't do it, that you can't do enough good works to get saved that you need God's grace, that you get that grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So we we come to the conclusion that, yes, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I can't do enough things to be good enough. So I need God's grace. I get that grace through faith. Once we then get that grace, a lot of Christians think, now I have to do something to keep it. That God's grace, while it's sufficient to save me, God's grace is not sufficient to keep me. That I need to, at some point, do good works. I need to, at some point, follow the Ten Commandments. That, that there's things that I must do so that I can keep God's love, so I can keep God's grace, so I can keep God's mercy. And nothing could be farther from the truth. We don't have to do the Ten Commandments so that we can keep God's grace. We don't have to do good things so that God will be good to us. God is good to us. God gives us his grace. God gives us his mercy because he loves us, not because we are doing good works. And so this is, this is a whole issue that Paul talks to them about in Colossians. He says, why do you want to go back to the law? Why? Why after this start with faith, with grace, why, why do you want to go back to the law? Who has bewitched you that you want to go back to these things? And as Christians, we have got to realize in our everyday life that we don't have to follow the Ten Commandments. We don't have to do good works so that God will continue to love us. God loves us. Now, somebody's out there saying, well, Pastor Richard, he's gone off the rails. Pastor Richard's saying that I can do whatever I want and God will just love me. When you love God and you are obedient to the Holy Spirit, when you follow the Spirit, the Spirit is not going to lead you into sin. But we're not talking about following the Ten Commandments so that God will love us. We are talking about because we love God, we are going to follow the Holy Spirit because God loves us, he's going to pour out his love and his mercy and his grace to each and every one of us. So it is not about trying to do good to keep his love. It is he loves us, so he's going to be
be good to us. Amen, amen, amen. And you know what? I just love what the Word says. As you're talking, Holy Spirit just downloading Scripture references. And uh, I was led to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Again, God, to, grace means to me God's power and God's favor. But look what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy. Oh, that's part of his grace too, mercy. Because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. See, the key is staying in Christ Jesus. Look at verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith in Christ Jesus, and not that and not and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, so you can't work for it. He said, lest anyone should boast. Because if you can work for it, then you can boast. So you say, I did that. You can't do that. Look at verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And you know what? God loves people. You know, people keep misrepresenting the gospel, and they have this, I don't know what the devil does. The people makes them not have understanding. Scripture says, and all you're getting, get understanding. God loves people. He wants to, he sent Jesus to redeem and reconcile people back to him, period, point blank. We That's are, it. We are his crown jewel right. of his creation. And you can't do anything. Jesus paid the penalty for sin. All you have to do is stay in him, meaning receive him. And that's what the scripture always talk about, in Christ, in Christ. Well, that's receive him. Scripture says as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. So I always use this example. I, I did it last Sunday for Easter services. I had a vase, and I took a bunch of pencils and pens, and, and I said the vase represents Jesus Christ, who's perfect in the Father's eyes. He's perfect. And I put the ink pens or the pencils inside of the vase. That represents us, me. So as long as I'm in Christ Jesus, when God looks at me, he sees Jesus first. And, he, and he's reminded what, what was accomplished on Calvary. And the scripture says Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us. It just told us in Ephesians, he in verse 6, and he raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When you got saved, he raised you up together and made you sit. That's why the scripture says in Romans, we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Jesus paid the price for you to be righteous. He paid the price. So, again, we can wrestle with that or just do what Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. God, you can't work for grace. It, it was it's a gift, the gift of God. And we got to just go ahead and receive what God gave us. Scripture said he so loved the world, he gave his son. He gave Jesus as a gift, as a sacrificial offering for sin. And that puts us in right standing with God. And, and that's the simple gospel. We want to make it all we want to make it complex when it's really simple. Jesus just said, repent and believe the gospel. We talked about that the other day. Anybody can believe. You can believe you're righteous or you can believe you're unrighteous. But here's the deal. Whatever, you're belie whatever you believe, you're right. So 
we claim we believe we call ourselves believers which means we claim we believe the word of god so if the word of god says you're righteous if he says you're his workmanship created in christ jesus if he says your name is written in the lamb's little book of life if he says he's merciful and has grace towards you you just got to believe that that's what it means to believe so when when that's the case, and here, believing God's word keeps your faith intact. This broadcast is called Faith on Fire. So when you believe God, that's all faith is, is agreeing with God. Too many Christians think God is mean. No, the Bible he's he's says good. God is love. Right. Right. How does that mean? for some reason, we, we got the idea that God is mean. No. And that he's just looking for excuses to get people. No. And he's just looking for a chance to get after somebody or to put a mark against them or whatever. God is love. God is not mean. Mm -hmm. God is love. And, you know, you look at Romans chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. He says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. You got so we stand in grace. We gained access to that grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> but we now stand in God's grace. We are not trying to keep God's grace. We now stand in God's grace through faith in Jesus. Now that scripture that you read there in Ephesians chapter 2, I like verse 10. We're saved by grace through faith. But then verse 10 says, we are saved unto good works. This, once again, people need to realize we're not talking about go do whatever you want. Pastor Richard and Pastor Vince are saying, go do whatever you want. We're saved by grace. We stand in grace. So go do whatever you want. No, when we are in grace, God's grace actually gives us the power to live a godly life, to live a life that God would want us to live. We are saved unto good works. He didn't say we're saved by good works. He said we're, we're saved unto good works. When we get saved, you know what we're naturally going to do? Good works. That's what the Spirit leads us into. Well, especially if you're, you're constantly feeding on the Word. The Scripture always talks about being grounded and rooted in the faith. The faith is still standing in agreement with God's Word. And... I was reminded of what you said about, you know, people might misconstrue what you're saying. Oh, you can do what you want to do. No, go back to the word and find out what the word says about that. In Romans chapter 6, verse 1, look, what, look what's written right here. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live in it, live any longer in it? He's like, when Jesus was on the cross, that was your sin. You, you died too. And he's going to give definition to that in the next verse. Or do you not know that as many as us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Woo. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. And that's a spiritual. Knowing that the old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin may be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So he's saying, don't you don't have to be a slave of sin anymore. See, we were. Yeah, you were. When, you had see, no choice before. I think we talked a couple of days ago about the fact 
It wasn't the lying or the cheating or the stealing that made you a sinner. It was being born that made you a sinner. So you were born a sinner, so you just naturally sinned. The things that we we call sin are just things that you naturally did Mm -hmm. as a sinner. Now, as a believer, we actually have the power to say no. Right. Before, you probably didn't. Well, you couldn't. Right, right, because you had a straight sin nature, sin spirit. A sin mind. It well, should look, not come as any kind of shock to Christians when we see non-Christians sinning because they're just doing what comes naturally but, to them. But look at the next verse here, verse 7, Romans 6, 7. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be d- dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in look in Christ Jesus our Lord. Then he says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies that you may obey its lust. So you have you're in right standing now. So yes, sin opportunities are going to come, but my Bible says over in I believe James or Galatians or Peter. Submit to God, resist the devil or temptation, and he will flee from you. So now, before you really couldn't, didn't have the spirit of the Lord to resist. But now you can, because he says, submit to God. God and his word are one. I'm going to submit to what the word of God says. Now I'm going to resist. Resist means I'm going to put up a little more force than the enemy's putting up. <laughs> yeah, that's the resist. I'm putting some resistance on it. We know that when we're in the gym exercising, you got to have some resistance if you want to develop those muscles. So he said, you got to resist the devil. And here's what I found out how to resist the devil. Because the Bible gives us examples. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He's the sample son. He gave us a good example of how to resist the devil. When he was led in the wilderness, as soon as he started his earthly ministry, he was led in the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. How did he resist Satan constantly? Three words. Thus saith the Lord. Or it is written. It is written. It is written. He must have knew what was written because he kept quoting it. And he said it enough and the devil left. The devil left and the angels, the scripture said the angels came and ministered. Well, see, to you him. know, this, when you talk about resisting the devil, this is how we resist the devil. We draw near to God. And, and, That's how right. we actually and now, resist and the devil. We draw near to God. And here's God. another way. This is one prime example of how the devil gets to you in your thoughts. He wants you to think or believe you're not righteous. So now the battle is in the mind. It ain't a physical. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It ain't physical. It's all in your mind. He wants you to believe that you're not who God says you are. Believe you're not saved. Believe your name is not written in the Lamb's local life. Believe you're not righteous. Believe there's no such thing as grace and mercy and the love of God. See, he wants to convince us that we have to now do our own good works to keep it. Here's the thing, Richard. He did it. He has no old tricks. He did it in the garden with Adam and Eve. He said, half God said you can't eat of this? Made them cast some doubt. Hmm. So he said, and and then he told him, he said, because God knows the day that you eat of this, you're going to be just like him. He's lying. They were already just like him because the scripture said they were made in his image and his likeness. So Satan messes with your mind. He sends thoughts through your mind. He wants you to pick up on them and grab them. But see, the righteous will live by faith is an Old Testament idea. It's a New Testament idea. We are saved by grace through faith has always been God's plan. What the devil wants to convince us of before we're saved and even after if he can is that now it's about works. Now you have to do something. Now you have to follow those Ten Commandments. Because if he can convince us of that, now it's all about us again. 
and it's all about our own efforts. And as soon as we start trying to do it by our own efforts, we're doomed because we resist the devil by drawing near to God. And God and, and, and his word are one. Then there you go. I was going to say, when, the best way for us to do that is through his word. We need to be constantly in his word, hearing what... And I love this. You know, it just cannot be said enough in Romans 5, verse 2 there, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We stand in grace. Grace, the aspect of grace, which is God's unmerited favor. We didn't do anything to earn it. At the same time, God's grace has another aspect, which is that power to live. We stand in God's grace. We now actually have the power, the, the ability to not sin. Before we were a slave to sin. Now we are no longer a slave to sin. In Christ. And then I love the verse that says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. <laughs> you know, as, as we are in Christ then we have God's grace and that is sufficient for us to live a godly life. Amen. And I like what it says here in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. See, again, Jesus said in John 15, without me, you can do nothing. You, we can't really, because it's all about We can't Jesus. resist the devil. We can't right. do anything It's all about him. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. But look what's, it read, look what's written over here in Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him, and I like to say because the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. So you can, God's spirit now lives in us. So now we can declare we're more than conquerors. We can do all things through Christ Jesus. And most of all, we can believe the word of God. Because you're born again. Once you get born again, your spirits open up to God. You can receive. You just got to continue to be a receiver. You got to receive the grace of God. <laughs> you got to receive it because your spirit is open to him. And your spirit loves the word of God. Your spirit loves God. That's why we sing that song, Oh, How We Love Him. It's our spirit yearning for that fellowship with God because we're his children now. What child doesn't want some affection or the fellowship with their parents? Yeah, especially... Kids, when they're dads, they love their daddy. Yeah. So, and you have two girls, and you love over here smiling because you, you understand. That's, and that's how his, his love is much, much more. He says, Well, we over, can't even compare it. He right. says, You know, he said, if, you fathers, you, if you know how to give good gifts, right, how much more? How. Right. And he's, in one translation, how much more would you give you the Holy Spirit? Well, you're going to need that Holy Spirit to communicate with heaven. Without it, you ain't talking to God. You're just talking. But you're, you gotta, you're only on AM, you're not on FM. Once you get saved, you're on FM now. You're on a whole different frequency. You can communicate with God. A lot of people think they're talking. I hear them all the time. They ain't even saved, but they're talking to God all the time. So if that's the case, if you're talking to God all the time, I'm sure he's talking to you about his son, Jesus. <laughs> so you must be have a hard heart or you ain't really talking to God. Because if you're talking with God, he's probably going to talk to you and he's going to direct you to his son. And I know this because when Jesus asked Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter starts saying, so-and-so, so-and-so. He says, well, Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ. Then Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. So the Father must have spoke to Peter and told him who the Christ was, because that was what was declared. So, you know, 
again, you got to have, you got to receive Jesus. And once you do, you can receive everything else for him. It's, it's up to you. I always tell people, God can only work in and through you to the degree that you believe. You got to constantly, that's increasing your faith. You got to constantly believe. And then you can't use intellect when you're dealing with God because he's going to, the stuff he tells you really don't make sense. Like this grace message. That doesn't make sense. Richard, after all the stuff you did, <laughs> that right, doesn't after make all sense. The stuff that all of us did. Right, right, right. right. God's just going right. to forgive us. Right, he's just going to forgive me just he's like just that. He's just going to take my sins and throw them away as far as the east is from the west. Well, well, he's going to remember them well, no more. That well, doesn't make any sense. Over in Colossians, he said, Jesus, he took all of our sins and nailed them to the cross. And then it goes to say, and we are complete in Christ Jesus who's the head of all principality. He said, you're complete, meaning it is finished. And you have to go ahead and receive that. You can't start thinking about your life. you got to receive him, Jesus Christ as Lord. you got to receive what he did. But see, this is kind of how we started the show, with the idea that now we think we have to go back to doing some sort of works. you got to keep receiving that grace. Right. (laughs) We stand in grace. We have grace. We cannot think that we have to go back to works because works cannot do it. It was never able to save you. It is not going to be able to keep you in God's grace because we have God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And we remain in Jesus. We remain in that faith and we continue in God's grace as we are surrounded by God's grace, really, I think in some ways. That's how we resist the devil. I'm I'm constantly convinced that we resist the devil by drawing near to God, that we remember God's word and what God has to say about us. We are the children of God. You, you talk about belief and, and the things that you, if I don't believe that God can heal people, I'm not going to pray for my neighbor who's sick. Mm-hmm. If I don't believe that, that God can heal people, I'm not going to pray for people in our church to get healed. If I don't believe that God can change people's hearts. I'm not going to pray for my brother-in-law or sister-in-law or cousin or neighbor or whoever who is hooked on drugs because, you know, there's no hope for them. If, if we don't believe that God can do these things, we are never, ever going to even ask him to do them. We're never going to act on our faith because well, we don't have any. How many times have you talked to people, and I know I have, Healing and those things, that was for just Jesus' day. That was just for like in Acts. And then after that period of time, God doesn't do those things well, anymore. Well we, well, we still have in Romans uh, eleven six to deal with. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those who come to him must believe, again, believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What about that word? We got to deal with that. Are we saying, that, and that's in the New Testament. For us. So what about that? So you can't say, oh, no, no. Well, Again, what about he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Right. <laughs> so like I said earlier, God can only work in and through you to the degree that you believe. But you know people, and I do too, Yeah, I know. think that those things, that was well, for the past. Right. That was that was for um the apostles' day. And, 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 with nothing, that, and, and again, that it's sad now. to say you got some Christians that are like that too. And again... So they are not never, I know a lot of Christians, they won't believe God for anything. But I still understand that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As I diligently seek him, now this is where the doing doing comes in. I'm not just a hearer of the word, I'm a doer. Like you just said, 
when somebody needs some prayer or have a illness or whatever, I'm going to go ahead and, and minister prayer. I'm a doer. I'm doing it because I believe. I'm not doing it to do good works. I'm doing it because I believe. Right. James says Remember? that somebody needs prayer, pray for him. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. We believe God. Therefore, that's why we do the things we do because we have faith in God. We believe God. So we, we do what he commanded us or instructed us to do. Well, see, I'm not sure if you don't believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if you don't believe that God can heal people, if you don't believe that God can change people. You don't believe he can save people then. Why, why even go to church? Why that's have church? Why, why you know do anything I was thinking if, about, if we don't really believe that God know, still does And we got things. a lot of people that will show up at a Sunday service every Sunday and won't believe God for anything. I get on people that come to our service. I was like, if you're not, you're wasting time. You could be doing something else. Right, if you're I mean, not going to believe, seriously. if you're not here to get your faith up and believe, you're wasting time. Go do something else. If you don't believe that God is real, if you don't believe that God right. can do the things that he says, you might as well stay home and watch football or baseball or but you go know to what? the lake. I heard one of my spiritual fathers say this. He says, Satan don't care. The devil doesn't care how much you hear the word as long as you don't do it. And when, it. and when I say do it, I mean believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah as long as you don't do it. Especially do prayer, pray for people, or just believe it. He'll let you hear it because we understand the parable of the sower. When they hear the word, the enemy, the devil comes to steal, steal it immediately. He wants to steal that word from you. He don't want you to latch on to it and believe it. He wants to take it away, and that happens every Sunday. It happens all the, a lot of times when the word goes forth. The devil's right there to cast doubt on it. That ain't for real. And he again, he works right. through your mind. He works through family members, people, associates. He works through people, just like God works through people. Well, I know God's it working says through that, us now. I know it, he, it says that, but I'm not sure it'll yeah, work That's always that but. Yeah, I know it says that but. <laughs> you hear that one all the time. But no, I know it talks about grace, but no, his I grace is I know it says sufficient. I can have peace, but I, I just can't get it. You know what? Here's the deal. Apostle Paul kind of thought like that initially when he was thinking about all his shortcomings. And, and he says, you know, I got this and that, and I got this thorn and that thorn. And, and the Lord spoke to him and said, but my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. I know you got all that, Paul, but hey, I'm all sufficient. I got you. Now Paul can go ahead and ministry. Because remember, Paul had a rocky road behind him. He killed women and children. He had a past. Yeah, yeah. He had a, ooh, he had a heck of a past. Uh, no, I'm going to say a hell of a past because it was hell being in Paul's shoes. But he got a revelation of righteousness. He got a revelation of God's favor and God's mercy. Yeah. And, uh, and then he can go on and do what he had to do. And he wrote half of the New Testament. And that's going to do it for this uh, episode of Faith on Fire. And we want to remind you, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.